Go, Chris. Goodbye, my friend, it's hard to die When all the birds are singing in the sky And all the flowers are everywhere Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the internet And welcome to the podcast, Love the Graps Oh, hi, because I'm ass That was weird um, I'm Chris um, I'm currently in a car on the M6 with Alan. Say hello, Alan. Hello. Good. In English this time. Yeah. I have none of that cultural appropriation on this podcast. I'm an otaku. Oh, God. Alan's Alan's like 90% anime these days. Yeah. It's disgusting. I've got massive eyes. Yeah. If you get just beneath the skin, it's all like he's all been coloured in <laughs> with a felt tip. Um... We um, we are the podcast Love the Graps. On said podcast, we go to wrestling shows, and then we finish going to the wrestling show. And quite often, we'll get home and we'll talk about the wrestling show on our podcast, What We Own. But today, um, we've decided to do it in the car on the way home. I'm making you do it in the car, aren't I, Chris? Yeah, I'm not a fan of this particular setup, no. but um, uh, we've got a long day tomorrow. You've got a massive weekend. Yeah, I've got a big old weekend of wrestling. Maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Yeah. We haven't even talked about podcast arrangements for this weekend. No. Whether that we can fit anything in or not. Well, well, we'll be able to do one tomorrow night yeah. after Eve. Yeah. So expect one there. And then you can you can talk a little bit then about yeah. like what you've seen at Progress, maybe. Yeah. And then, I don't know, we'll, we'll, we'll work something I'd out. Add, I'd add half a conversation... About getting an interim Alan Boone in um, as a replacement, um, but I'm not sure whether logistically I'll be able to sort it out. Yeah, I, I am happy. I give I give my uh, blessing. I don't care. I do. I I I got all the passwords, so I could do whatever I want. Screw you. Okay, so we are currently in the car on the way home from Fight Club Pro. It is 11:56. Um, which is positively early yeah. for a yeah, fight, club, fight Club Pro evening. We're rarely out of the Starworks by this point, and yeah. now we are just rejoining the main point of the M6. Yeah. So, um, what was tonight's show? A return of the Sendai, because I don't know if you know, Chris, Yeah. today is Star Wars Day. Oh, may the 4th be with you. Yeah. Um, if you're a kind of person who celebrates Star Wars Day, um, don't. Just don't. Look, let people do what they want to do. You're you're 90% anime right now. <laughs> so these are the kind of people who will put Jedi as their religion on a census. Look, it's better than putting Jeddah <laughs> after what we saw the other week yeah. in Jeddah. Or even Jetta. Yeah, don't put Jetta as your religion. No. Um, you could put shit talking as your religion yeah, if you want. Yeah, I'd be out for that. Ha ha ha, what great jokes we've got this evening. Yeah. Um, so, should we talk Love the Graps? We'll do some Love the Graps things. Yeah, let's do that thing what we do where we, we say what we love yep. and then we say what we didn't love quite so much. Yeah, so three Love the Graps. Okay. One, let's two, go. three. Numero uno. Um, 
Should we talk about a match first? Yeah, let's let's do a match. Yeah, we'll talk about a match featuring uh, one of our very favourite wrestlers, who may not be long for this independent scene. I thought if... you were going to say may not be long for this world. Yeah, I know. I like I like uh, I like misdirection. Huh? Bit of misdirection. Yeah, making everyone think Keith Lee's going to die. Yeah. So uh, tonight, um, Fight Club Pro had announced that Amari would be putting his Infinity Trophy and title shot on the line um, and they didn't announce his opponent but Keith Lee's in the country yeah uh, for the Super Strong Style 16 tournament and uh, Omari did say that he would give Keith Lee a shot at yeah. the Infinity Trophy which I don't, I don't know is, is it a thing can, can it be defended well I don't think it's I don't think it's traditionally a thing but I think because they'd had the series of matches yeah. and they were one each but Keith Lee had won the last one Omari really wanted a third match as a rubber match a rubber and he put something on the line to make sure that he got it what is it I called mean, a rubber match um, I'm not sure Maybe because you get to rub out the draw. Maybe. I don't know. If you know why it's called a rubber match, and I suppose mainly I'm looking at John Lister here. He'll know. Yeah. Um, let us know. Yeah. But it's not specifically a wrestling thing. No, no, no. It's no, a sports no. thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, not, I'm not saying John Lister doesn't know his sports. I, I, I know he knows his wrestling. Liverpool fan. <laughs> Terrible human being. Um, yeah, so... They, they had previously teased that they were going to do this match. I don't think it was a big shock when Keith Lee's music came out, but I felt good about it. Yeah. Yeah. So Amari had come out, and then Keith Lee's um, theme song, which I believe may be titled Man of the Hour, um, or that might just be the title I've given it just now, <laughs> um, hit, and the crowd went crazy ish. Yeah. And they were well into it. Um, and then we got like the third instalment of this ongoing saga of Keith Lee against Omari. The first was a real blow blow away match. Yeah, the first match of their series, I would say, is probably the best of the three. Yeah, uh, because it had that freshness to it, uh, and it also had Omari. Omari at that point was—I mean, he's still on his rise, but he was really on that rise where he's picking up wins. Yeah, uh, against big names, and it was a. A big surprise that he beat Keith Lee. It was, that was, and it was kind of his first big win as yeah. well, I think. Um, and so that was really good. The second match was was still good, but um, not up to the quality of the first. No, one. I think actually we spoke about it a little bit last time. Yeah. Um, and maybe pointed out some of the sort of like shortcomings of Omari. Yeah. In that match, which yeah. weren't there. No. Tonight. No. Um, tonight. I mean, because we we said. That he really wasn't laying it in, was he? In the, in the uh... I, I mean, I still think there can be improvements made oh, in, that, yeah. in that regard. Yeah. But like, I think he seemed to step off last time. Yeah. But I think, generally speaking, um, he was he was kind of there with Keith Lee the whole time. Yeah. Tonight. I mean, there were a few missteps, but they they didn't matter because that was the quality of the match. Yeah. Um, and I was very very happy uh, with the outcome, which. Spoiler, Keith Lee lost. Yep. Amari won to keep his Infinity Trophy. Um, and I'm a massive Keith Lee fan, and I didn't even mind him losing. No. Um, and he is probably bound for uh, better things. I think it's an open secret that he's going to NXT. 
um, where I don't think he'll be there long. Uh, I think he'll be on the main roster really I before I mean, maybe. You, know you don't know what, like, you never know, do you, with WWE? And I, the... I think he's, he's the kind of guy that Vince will see pound signs. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, he's. I, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate, really. Yeah. Like, he's not as big as some of the guys. Like you saw him next to Omari today. Yeah. He's not as tall. Like he's not as tall as Omari. No. And I think when you put him next to some of the guys in WWE already. Well, you put him next to Walter, and he looks a bit small sometimes. Yeah. Doesn't he? Um, but I, I think he's got the charisma. Uh, he's got the ability. I think, I think he'll do fine. Yeah, totally. I mean, I am a huge fan yeah. of Keith Lee. Um, you know, I think we both went out of our way to go and see him when he first came over here. Yeah. Um, or, well, maybe not the first time he came over here, but he came over here to take on Daisuke Sakamoto last year. Yeah. Um, in a great match. Um, we've seen him a whole bunch of times since and never been disappointed. No. Uh, he is the coolest man on the planet. Yep. And yeah, all the best. All the best, Keith. Like you know, really want to see great things. Yeah, for him. Um, and I, I can't wait to see him on the network, which I don't watch. Oh, of course you don't. No, yeah. I'm cool. Yeah. All right, let's move on to another one. Go on then. Um, well, let's say that this was our first live wrestling show uh, in person for five weeks. Um, it's our first time back at Fight Club Pro because we missed the the DTTI weekend. First time back at Fight Club Pro for nine weeks. Yeah. Um, and it was really nice to be back. I think we got a really good show for our return to live wrestling and yeah. the podcasting about the live wrestling. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest. Um, April was the first month that I've not been to a live wrestling show in maybe three years yeah I think I mean it might be longer than that I don't know I mean I was going to all the progress shows back in the day yeah um but I felt alright about it yeah like I feel like at the at the minute I'm kind of going through a bit of a thing where I'm not watching loads and loads of wrestling I really do enjoy it when I'm at the shows but sometimes the prospect of going to wrestling shows becomes less appealing I think I think part of it is that I, I struggle to get like hyped by matches that are announced because I feel like I've seen everything at this yeah, point yeah there's not so many fresh matches and and weirdly I was thinking about this that um, this weekend I was more excited and, and possibly you know understandably so by tomorrow's Big Eve show yeah um, and when I think about this year so far, I've probably been more excited about women's wrestling than men's wrestling. And that might be because there are still some fresh matches yeah. in, in women's wrestling, certainly in this country. Um, whereas, we, I think certainly last year, we saw a lot of the same people fighting the same people. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the people that we've seen coming over as kind of visitors from the from the US and now even even some from Japan um, we're seeing the same ones again and again yeah I mean um, so yeah. David Starr I love David Starr but I see him quite a lot yeah you know um, Keith Lee if I didn't love Keith Lee so much I might be burnt out a bit on Keith Lee 
I mean, we look at the, the sort of imports that we had today, um, and I think on paper, I probably wouldn't have been super excited about the idea of seeing some of these guys. So, yeah, like, I mean, because of familiarity. Yeah. David Starr, Keith Lee, Angelico, um, and I mean, even Mako Satamora. Yeah. As much as I really like, she is one of my very favourite performers seen in the last couple of years like I have seen her a bunch of times and I will be seeing her at York Hall again tomorrow and I don't doubt I will see her again this year Um, having said all of that like there wasn't a bad match on this show which I don't think you can say about all the Fight Club Pro shows that we've been to over the past year Um, and do you know what the show zipped along yeah, and I think that really helped because sometimes it feels like you're you're kind of held prisoner in the Star Works yeah. um, for far too long, uh, and the show kind of ambles along a bit aimlessly. Yeah. Um, whereas tonight they they set out their stall, they announced five of the six matches. They said right from the off there's going to be three matches in the first half and the second half started and they said again three matches in the second half. So we knew what was coming because the only unannounced match was the scramble that they do every time. Um, and it did just, it, it went along really nicely uh, and I think that really helped with the show tonight. And that's a, that's, there's a lesson there. Yeah, I mean we got out of the Starworks just after 11.15. Yeah. Now that's probably the first time in quite some time that we've got out of there before midnight, I yep. feel. Um, and the show started a little bit late, but not yeah. like significantly late. No. But that means that show was like a three-hour three show. Yeah. Which which is about average for a Brit Rest show. Yes. I mean, three hours to me is the upper limit of what I want a show to be. Yeah. Um, any longer than that, I start to get a bit tired, a bit cranky. I've had my money's worth yeah. for three hours, and so tonight felt really good. It felt really perfect for our for our first show back in five weeks. Agreed. Yeah. Okay, let's do a third one. Okay. Um, let's talk about someone who is on top of their game and showing it in a really delightful way. Yeah. Are we talking Pete Dunn? We're talking Pete Dunn. Let's talk Pete Dunn then. Pete Dunn, the shoes are weight. Yeah. Pete Dunn. Yeah, something to do with shoes. Yeah. Um, I don't want, I don't know what happened on NXT. Apparently he threw a shoe at someone. Yeah. Um, and so tonight he came out and threw lots of shoes. Um, taking them off members of the audience who were willingly giving him their shoes. Yeah. There was no guarantee they would get those shoes back. No. I think they all did. Uh, there was a bit of bartering going on, but I yeah. think everybody got their shoes back. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they were willingly giving him their shoes to throw at professional wrestlers. Yeah, um, and that was just an illustration of Pete Dunne is at a point in his career now, um, especially in front of an audience like that, uh, who will lap up his his every. Yeah, he's he's in a really unique position, isn't he? Yeah, because he is like the biggest star in British wrestling right now. Yeah, I mean, John, our pal who's sitting in the back of the car, said he could he could murder someone in the front row and still get cheers there. Yeah. He could do a bit of anti-Semitism in the Labour Party oh, and get God. away with it. Do um, you know what I mean? That's how untouchable he is at the moment. Yeah. He, he, so he's the biggest star in British wrestling at the minute. Yeah. 
Um, there, there are probably a couple of other people that are contenders, but they're really big in Japan. Yeah. Um, but Pete is also he, he's a part of WWE. Yep. He's integrated into some of the NXT stuff. Yep. But at the same time, he's being allowed to just, you know, book his own ticket over here on British wrestling shows. Yes. Yeah. And tonight he was in a seven-way scramble match. Yeah. With, and this is no disrespect meant to anybody else in that match, but not WWE caliber of opponent, or at least certainly not. Um, WWE like level of recognition yeah that's, that's um, kind of what I meant you know there, there's a lot of people in that match who um, have got experience there's some that haven't got as much experience um, and I don't think there's anybody in that match that couldn't pull their weight no but at the same time um, you know they could get swallowed up by the Pete Dunne show but one of the things that Pete Dunne's really really good at at the minute is making sure that's not the case. Yeah. Like, he doesn't completely dominate everything. Um, and, and he... There were, there were portions of that match where he got in and he did his thing. Yeah. And there were also portions where he just disappeared. Yeah. And I don't know where he was. Yeah. Hiding. Yeah. Down the corner ring, having a laugh. Um, and it was just a delight to see. It's a guy who's a true master of his game. Yeah. Um... I did have a little bit of a problem with something he did in that match. And perhaps, should we transition to that? Oh, you want to go on to a Not My Grabs? Shall we? Yeah, go on then. All right. So, Not My Grabs. And Hashtag Not My Grabs. Yeah. And and I don't think Chris has a problem with this. So. Uh, I mean, I acknowledge the potential for a problem. Yeah. I am willing to put my pro wrestling hat on and go with it yeah so in this scramble match uh, part of the story of the scramble match which as Chris says may play into to something was um, Jordan Devlin was um, targeting Millie McKenzie yeah whenever right. Millie was getting the upper hand Jordan Devlin was there to cut her off yeah and Jordan Devlin was you know essentially the only heel in the match yeah um, everyone else was kind of degrees of uh, in between uh, from you had like the arch goody Millie McKenzie, the arch baddie Jordan Devlin, and everyone else was, was good. Yeah, yeah, then you had Pete Dunn, and then you had all the flippy boys. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the match, uh, Jordan Devlin thought he had Millie McKenzie beat, and then Pete Dunn appeared, and Pete Dunn had Jordan Devlin beat. And instead of pinning Jordan Devlin, he dragged Millie McKenzie over to get the win over Jordan yeah. Devlin. Now, there are two ways of looking at this. There's the way of looking at it that Millie McKenzie, when she's in that match, and this is something we've talked about Fight Club Pro as a, as a positive in the past, is that she's not a woman. Um, she's a fighter. Right. And that Fight Club Pro doesn't have divisions. Uh, everyone is a fighter. Um, and that he gave another fighter the win that he should have had. But you cannot get away from the fact that she is the only woman in that match and there is something slightly suspect if I'm, if I'm really kind of thinking about a not my grabs um, of him giving a woman a win she hadn't earned um, now 
it may play into the fact that they're seeing her as a rookie rather than a woman or it may as you uh, have suggested Chris it might be a storyline thing yeah I, I, I agree that there, that there is an angle that you can look at this where you've got a problem where basically they've said Millie McKenzie could never beat any of these people Pete Dunne can beat everyone and Pete Dunne just gave his win away however you could also look at it a different way um, and hopefully in the future we will see matches that play into a storyline between mainly between Millie and Jordan Devlin I think that's the story that needs to be told I, I think Pete should be on the outside of this I don't think Pete needs to be a part of this story but if going forward um, Jordan Devlin argues that Millie can't beat him without Pete Dunne's help and Millie is striving to prove otherwise because you're right Millie is a rookie now Millie hasn't really proven herself at this point to be able to beat the best of the best no, but at, this, at the same time the last time we were at Fight Club Pro Millie was in the title match main event yeah true but also I mean you could argue that she maybe didn't earn that position no. um, not, not, with, not with a long series of victories um, and that maybe she was out of her depth in that yeah. Because they haven't gone back to it, despite the screwy finish there. Yeah, I just thought um, it was it was worth making a slight note of concern. Yeah, oh, definitely. That, that the I, only I, woman I, on the card. Uh, no, well, Mako was on the card. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the only woman in the match. Uh, I don't see Mako as a woman. She's an ass kicker. Um, the only woman in the match was gifted the win. Yeah, there's cert- like there's certainly an angle. If you want to be woker than woke, to look yeah. at this and be, yeah, this is a problem. But I do also think, let's tell a story. I think I, I think the problem. This isn't the problem, but I think the thing with wrestling is you can tell whatever story you want, hmm. and you don't need to let the idea of. Oh, this is going to sound. This is going to sound awful. You don't <laughs> have to let everybody's preconceptions of what is equality between men and women get in the way of well it'd be a serious obstacle for you telling the story so long as your story is cohesive and isn't in and of itself offensive like you, you can get to a point where you can tell any story and yeah. I think there is a story to be told here whether I have the confidence at Fight Club Pro or the company to tell it or not is another matter altogether but Jordan Devlin is basically the top villain a bit outside of Chris Brooks yeah um, and if you want to get Millie McKenzie to the next level why not put her against in a long term feud against Jordan Devlin yeah so if you weren't going to do that fight up right do it yeah Chris has give you that one for I'm free. Give, you can have that. Yeah. Go on then, let's talk about something else. Okay, so you mentioned about being woke. Yeah. Um, this this is where I am going to get woker than woke. I don't, I'm not even sure this is about being woke. <laughs> I think this is about being a pedant. Yeah, okay. So, the main event came. Before the main event, they had a little bit of an interval. Didn't need an interval, but they had one anyway. Uh, and during that interval, Charlie Evans, and let's just drop this in, what's Charlie Evans got to do to get booked on these shows? Yeah, she should be getting booked every month. Yeah, she's really good. Um, 
Charlie Evans came round and gave everybody streamers right to throw red and yellow streamers which yep. are the colours of Mako Satomura the Fight Club Pro red, yellow and black that's the colours yeah yeah um, and then uh, Matt Richards not Taylor he's dropped the Taylor he's always he's always, always be Taylor to me right goosebumps and all over his oh, body, every part just, of his body. at one point yeah so he, he said what was that for when uh, 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 Keith the, Lee's music played yeah. he came out he said oh I had goosebumps over every inch of my body which I found to be the most disgusting image <laughs> no offence Matt yeah. if you're listening yeah. um, I don't want to be thinking about your penis covered in goosebumps <laughs> I wasn't even going for the pee yeah I've, well I don't want to be thinking about that and I don't want our listeners to have to think about well, Matt Taylor's penis now. covered in goosebumps they're going to be thinking no I don't want them to think about Matt Taylor's penis covered in goosebumps that's the last thing I want anyway right so Matt Taylor Richards Matt Richards uh, came out and he gave us uh, a lesson on how to throw streamers because frankly British fans need to be told yeah they do I mean how many progress shows have we been to when the the fans will throw streamers at the earliest possible opportunity as soon as somebody gets in the ring so So what is the correct etiquette well so he said that the etiquette is to uh, throw them as says the name and he said for example Mako Satomura yeah and then you throw it now that in itself is is a, a clue to the, my reasoning coming up in a minute um, so my problem with this whole thing is that the streamers seem to be there just for Mako Satomura yeah they were there were no streamers handed out in the colours of Chris Brooks. No, there were none. Uh, a few people did throw them. Yeah, those when, people suck. When Chris Brooks was announced. Uh, but the majority of streamers were thrown for Mako Satomura. As well they should have been. Now, why are we throwing streamers? Are we throwing streamers because it is what they do in Japan for a big title match. And it marks the importance of the match. In which case, both combatants should get God, streamers. you're a dickhead. Uh, the challenger has made his way to this title match and is deserving of streamers because the streamers are there to mark the occasion, not the champion. However, we just got streamers for Mako Satomura, which is slightly suspect because streamers is a Japanese thing. And Mako Satomura is Japanese. So did we get streamers just because Mako Satomura is Japanese and therefore it's a Japanese thing to do for a Japanese person and is therefore cultural appropriation? Okay. Please allow me to offer a rebuttal. <laughs> um, in this particular match, Mako Satomura was the hero and Chris Brooks was the villain. At no point should the promotion offer up streamers for you to celebrate the villain. That's not something that we do in this country. We don't do streamers in this country. We don't, not really, no. Um, I think it was, I think basically we're looking at Nameko Satomura and saying, what would be a cool part of her entrance? Let's add something, let's add streamers. So 
they handed out some streamers to throw when Mako Satomura's name got announced and it made for a cool visual. The idea that it is cultural appropriation I think is a little bit of a stretch because you can't look at every time we borrow something from another country and another culture as that being a negative. Like, I, I don't think it's, I don't, like you suggested earlier that it's a bit patronising. Yeah. Why would it be patronising? Why would Mako Satomura, because you have to think, for it to be patronising, that means that you're making the person feel less than they are. Mako Satomura is never going to be in a situation where she gets loads of streamers thrown at her. She goes, that's patronising. Oh, you've you've condescendingly thrown streamers at me. Now, if I know Mako Satomura like I do, <laughs> she will have gone to the back and she would have gone, why didn't Chris Brooks get streamers? Are, are we not marking the importance no, of the title? I think you're expecting... Like, I think, if anything, your expectation that we adhere strictly to the way Japanese wrestling uses streamers that that is an expectation that we are better um, and we are going to wholeheartedly steal from Japanese culture but we're we not are stealing from it no I'm stealing the streamers the, the fact that you are upset about this is is an absolute <laughs> joke like Chris you know that Chris Brooks is a villain and if we had thrown streamers for Chris Brooks it would have been a disgrace like that we should never be celebrating Chris Brooks and it's not part of what we do in this country we it was a good it was a cool visual to throw streamers for Mako Satamura and that's the end of it there's no like cultural appropriation here we used we took something that is popular in Japan and used it to celebrate a wrestler that has come over from Japan it was used in a celebratory way it wasn't used in a patronizing she's way. Japanese do the Japanese thing no 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 that's not a stereotype there's not a Japanese stereotype we haven't gone oh yeah do you know what she's Japanese like go and get us some sushi and throw salt around the ring like we've not we done, done that yet we haven't done a stereotypical Japanese thing we've gone something we've done something that is used in Japanese wrestling as celebration and use it in a celebration celebratory way in in our own context look for once i'm sticking up for chris brooks chris brooks deserves his streams chris brooks is the absolute worst person not just as a wrestler as a human being i must admit um, at one point i did want to shout kick his handsome face off yeah i mean like how can you how can you go into that match and be concentrating on the fact that you didn't get streamers for Chris Brooks. How can like you, how can you not be excited about the idea of seeing Mako Satomura kick Chris Brooks's face in so much so that you don't even care that you've just got streamers for Mako Satomura? No, do you know what? I think it really belies a problem in your brain. <laughs> well, the problems in my brain are many. Yeah, they are multitude, and, and it would take a long time to talk about. All right, let's talk about one more. Not my grandpa okay. said because when we talk about that previous one prior to the podcast it nearly ended in me shouting at you <laughs> um, yeah the, this there was a real elephant in the room tonight yeah um, in that it, it obscured our view yeah. for much of the show yeah it's, it's weird I don't know if it's a I presume it's a thing they're going to do going forward because I think they were suplex branded 
And I think they did it at the Tag Team Invitation. Right. Because um, it was a different ring tonight. Um, T-Bone's ring, I think, wasn't yep. it? Um, I, I did think at one point that it wouldn't withstand no, it was, it the, seemed, the might of Keith Lee. It seemed to be um, emitting a series of dulled rattles. <laughs> yeah, it was a, a bit yeah. weird. Um, but, yeah, they had different turnbuckle pads. Uh, in two corners, they had the usual just, just black... Uh, turnbuckle pads, the usual, yeah, different one on each turnbuckle, um, as you would have in any particular yep. ring. Um, but in uh, the other two corners, they had the one big pad. Yeah, the um, big one-piece, yeah, floor-to-top rope pad, um, which is is what they have in Japan. Yeah, uh, and it's also what we used to have in the old British wrestling. Um, didn't look as good. Um, no, it used to be very kind of. Yeah, they were kind of strapped on, yeah. weren't they? Um, and and that's fine. I mean, they look good. Yeah. Um, you know the, the, the big suplex logo, black with uh, black pad with white writing on it. It looked very striking. Um, except where we were sat, um, and particularly your seat, Chris. Yeah. Um, it blocked a, quite a lot of the ring. Yeah. I mean, we, we've got front row season tickets for Fight Club Pro, um, and front row on Fight Club Pro it's not as close as it used to be no um, but I had had um, sight line problems in the past at the older uh, fiction yeah um, had a bit of a to do with a cameraman I did ask him to move but he basically ruined the first half of a show for me <laughs> um, but we're still too close to the ring for those particular types of pads yeah like they are fine if you are watching from a distance they're fine if you've got raked seating yeah. because people can see plenty of the ring. But when you're sat like less than six feet from the ring and you're sat directly in line with those pads, you basically can't see the middle almost 20% of the ring yeah. a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, now, you throw in a tag match in there where the tag team are standing in that corner and the cameraman and the cameraman and the photographer you're potentially missing like lots of action um I I, you know obviously we sat there yeah well I mean let's blame James yeah yeah let's blame our friend that saved us a seat yeah James we love the fact you save us seats let's not sit there again yeah um but yeah, I just think it's an aesthetic choice that has potential issues. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of tampered my enjoyment a little bit tonight. Like, I'd have liked to have had a clearer view. Certainly, probably would have seen all of the action, which I did not see tonight. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've seen it before in other companies. Or a Rev Pro. Um, they were they loved their... Um, Trussing. Their, yeah. yeah, their frame. Uh, their lighting frame around the ring, and that that caused issues. Well, they used to have like flags in the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that yeah. was that was just not great sometimes. Um, but yeah, let's hope next time, um, June the first. Yeah, um, that it won't be the same. The thing is, like, if they was if they were Fight Club Pro branded, I would feel a little bit worse. Like, I'd feel a little bit guilty saying get rid of them. But they're yeah. not. They're Suplex branded. Yeah. So fuck you, Joel. I mean, I don't really understand what Suplex's association is in general is it just oh yeah oh, let me put them up well they sponsored DTTI didn't they right okay so perhaps they're a sponsor yeah okay well fine leave them for DTTI where you're doing a different bigger venue um, 
just please get them out of my way. Yeah. Oh, while we're talking aesthetics as well, um, Joel and Shay, go back to the black ref gloves. Yeah. Those blue ones just looked a bit weird. It looked like you were going to do a rectal exam. They did look like that, yeah. They looked like you, you were um, you was trying to stop some very dodgy smugglers. Yeah. Um, but look at look at the Not My Graps we've chosen tonight, Chris. Yeah. Um, it's it's a you pad, being it's a you being a twat really. blocking view. Chris Brooks not getting streamers, and you know a slight quibble over a finish of a match. It's not a bad show, is it? No, no, I've definitely been to worse. Yeah, um, Fight Club Pro have been a bit hit and miss for us over the past year, maybe. Yeah, um, with the exception of, of Project Mayhem, um, which was you know an outstanding weekend. Um, but I feel that they really kind of smacked it out of the park tonight. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe not smacked it out of the park, but it's definitely oh, it's a home run. Yeah, it was a, a solid innings. Yeah. Like, like it, was, it was a very good showing all around. Yeah. Like, what, will I look back on that show as being my favourite show of the year? Probably not. No, but um, um, I enjoyed but it a it's, lot. It's my favourite show so far this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> and you've got five and shows. I'm going to weekend. five shows this weekend. Yeah. So tomorrow, um, I'm going to Super Strong Style Day One, and then zipping across London to Bethnal Green and York Hall for the Big Eve Wrestle Queendom show. Yeah, I will just be at Wrestle Queendom. Yeah. Um, I will also be in the Dundee Arms from five o'clock. Yeah. Uh, so if you're coming to uh, Pro Wrestling Eve and you're on your own, or you know, if you're in the group of people and you want to come and and say hi mm. then just pop over to the Dundee find me I, you should know what I look like if not go on our Facebook group you'll see a picture of me pointing at a bin yeah or just google Freakazoid and it'll come up with the first search um, I won't be at the Dundee Arms so you know make your decision accordingly I think you should go and hang out with everybody else that isn't Alan um, but I just want you to don't expect me there Right. I don't want to ruin your um, your evening. Uh, we've also got badges. Yeah, we've got a bunch of badges. Yeah, we gave a few out tonight. Yep. Um, to people. Uh, gave one to Travis Banks. That was quite nice. Yep. Um, so, Trav, I hope you enjoy your badge. I bought a Travis Banks badge. Yeah, he's got cool badges. He's got some it? really cool badges. Little pin badges. A, him as a Hasbro. Yeah. Um, which I, I really quite like. Well worth the money. Um, so, yeah, pop along to see us. Grab a badge. Chris will have some badges at Super Strong Style 16. I imagine so. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we'll we'll see you at some point over the weekend, I imagine. If we don't, we'll see you sometime soon. Yeah, um, it is now thirty-three minutes past midnight, so we've done a podcast-length podcast. I hope this sounds all right. I don't know; it might sound like crap. My fault if it's not. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely your fault. Yeah. Um, but until next time, which is probably tomorrow, <laughs> go to bed. Joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun Up the hills that we climbed For the seasons out of time All our lives we had fun We had seasons in the sun Up the hills that we climbed For the starfish on the beach